a listener production. Hi, and welcome back to Broadsheet Melbourne Around Town. I'm Broadsheet's editorial director, Katja Vaktel, and the host of this guide to Melbourne. Ben Vaughan and Michael Fee opened Mile End Bagels in Fitzroy in 2016. They immediately cornered the market for Montreal-style wood-fired bagels in the city because there was nothing else like it in Melbourne. And Marlins just opened their fourth location, this time in Melbourne's east. There are more on the way as well. Ben's with us today to talk us through the rise of Marlin. Okay, Ben. Capricorn. To- <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> talk us through the difference between a Montreal bagel and another kind of bagel. Another kind of bagel. I love this. So basically, the f- three main areas of a bagel that make it Montreal style, number one, it's wood-fired. Number two, they're boiled in honey water. Always? Always. That's how you get the golden colour, the sweet little exterior, and also more seeds sticking to the outside. So you get that higher seed coverage and crunch. Is that the third part of it? The seed crunch? No, no, no. The third part is the dough itself. Okay. So uh, unlike other bagels that use more of a salt-based recipe and a slow ferment over 24 to 48 hours, we use high malt, high sugar, no salt, and we basically just chuck the yeast on like 200 kilometers an hour and they just, it races in 45 minutes to be ready. Wow. Okay. And we bake it fresh. So there's no slow ferment. Now in the, in those three elements, yeah. so most bagels wouldn't be wood fired, they'd be boiled? Most, I think any genuine bagels boiled. Right. That's kind of how you protect the shape and also get the denseness mm. because when you boil the dough, you kill the gluten. So therefore, it doesn't puff up like a loaf of bread. It stays uh, contracted. Okay. And then you get more dough per gram in your bagel. And you get that fluffiness inside. Right. So that's key. Okay. How did you fall in love with the Montreal bagel? Because, of course, Mm. these, they're not common in Melbourne or Australia. Yeah. So take us overseas. Oh, my God. It's such a long story. But (laughs) basically, um, I started my first business when I was studying at uni. A crepe cart. A crepe cart. Yeah. It's still there today if anyone wants to get a Nutella crepe, um, but I don't own it anymore. So I was thinking about what to do next. And um, I wanted to do something a bit bigger, something with more potential to reach people all around Melbourne, not just the university community, which mm. is a bit of a bubble. Um, and I started thinking sandwiches, how do I make it unique? Mm. And then also, Eventually, I think we should say as well, like what year? This, this was, was this 2014 ish, right? Yeah, I would say it was about 2013, 2014. Like we are in a sandwich bagel, right? You know, boom, boom right now. Yeah. But we weren't no. 10 or 11 years we ago. We weren't. And I was thinking, what do I eat every day? What's a daily sort of occurrence mm. um, for most people? And it's like lunch is an area that hasn't really been explored much. We were very much in the brunch phase back then. That was like mm. the hottest thing to do. Yeah. Um, and then I remembered the first time I went to New York and how much I loved the, my first bagel experience. Yeah. Um, snowing, New York City around New Year's time. It was magical. And I was like, damn, bagels are something that haven't really been explored much and is the perfect vehicle for a sandwich. It's unique. Mm. There were a few people um, doing it at the time and I wasn't interested in doing it better as like a direct competition. I wanted mm. to bring something new to the, the market and a new experience. Were you aware of the Montreal bagel before you went over? Like you, you didn't know that there was this distinction. So I had no idea when I was having this chain of thought, I had no idea about Montreal wood fire bagels. Mm. And then 
through all my research, I was just Googling bagels, bagel ideas, best bagel shops, just the history of bagels. And then down on like page two of Google, I found Woodfired Bagels Montreal and this mm. little YouTube video. And I was like, what the hell? Woodfired Bagels? And Delicious. I just, and as soon as I read that, I was like, it was the, the fireworks went off in my head. Mm. Like, this is it. This is it. This is it. I'm just thinking Woodfired Pizza, how much I love that. Yeah. I was like, hold on, if a Woodfired Bagel is kind of like Woodfired Pizza and how it's better than like the big franchise chains, maybe that's the same for bagels. Why has no one thought of this? Mm. I've got to do this. And then I found out where to go, go to Montreal, and about I think two or three months later, booked a trip, went over, tasted it, fell in love with it, and I was like, this is it. This is the magic. Was this just you alone or was this also your co-founder at the time? So my co-founder, Michael Michael Fee, um, he was one of my first employees at my first business, the Crepe Shop. And we developed a great friendship, relationship, and um, he was ended up being my manager, someone I just trusted. And, and we were just having a chat one day at work and I was like, what are you going to do after this? Mm. I was like, I don't know, maybe work somewhere else. So I was like, I mean, I'm probably going to start another business. Should we just do it together? Yeah. And it just Feeling evolved natural. organically from there. So was he with you for that first trip in Montreal? So we went on separate trips. Okay. Because he had to run the crepe shop that I still owned. Yeah. Yeah. So I went over with my girlfriend at the time and an excuse for a holiday Yeah, and um, went to Montreal, tried the two famous bagel yeah, shops tell over us, there. Tell us about those because for they're those, so good. there are a couple, I mean, the, the bagel itself is, you know, you can get that in not only in Montreal, but mm. throughout the States and kind of North America. Yeah. But tell us about these two places that have a iconic connection mm. yeah. to the Montreal bagel. Um, so you've got Saint-Viateur and Fairmount. Um, both are just, you walk in, you're like, this is old. They are old school. I'm, I'm really lucky school. I've been there. <laughs> and it? you have to do both. You've got to go. do both. It's Because yeah, they I can't are slightly different. They are very different, um, yeah. but both delicious. And um, it's kind of like one of the things that Montrealers talk about. Yeah. Um, you know, Fairmount versus Saint-Fateur. That's true. You do, you have one that you. Yeah. you pick a team. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, for me, it's Saint-Fateur. Why is that? Oh, it's just the theatre of it all. You walk in and you can literally watch them make the bagel from scratch, chuck them in the water, chuck them in the oven, flip them out of the mm. oven when they're cooked and literally hand it to you like a minute out of coming out of the oven and steaming. Yeah. You, you eat them warm. You eat them warm. They don't do sandwiches. So the thing that I loved about them, and it's kind of like, um, like the, I don't even know, the triangle, like the three things that we wanted to bring together to create Mylan Bagels here in Melbourne was bring the wood-fired bagel do the sandwich fillings like in New York mm. and then kind of just with our Melbourne cafe environment. Yeah. Um, and that together was a really exciting package. Which is different. Yeah. And you're right. Yeah. When you go into these places in Montreal, you're not then picking all your fillings. No. You're grabbing a bag of bagels to yeah. take home yeah. to eat. You're getting yeah. some cream cheese and you're kind of doing it yourself. That's right. And obviously your version, the mile-in version is you get to go, you pick your bagel, you pick your fillings. Yeah. And you kind of create this thing yep. within the store. So you come back to Melbourne and yep. you open in Fitzroy. That's right. The kind of oven you needed didn't exist here yet. No. So you ha- had to go <laughs> about bringing that into the country. It's crazy. It's kind of like the um, the Bible. There's the Old Testament and the New Testament. It's sort of like, it's like that's sort of like the journey of opening my own was. It was like there's the pre-open yep. adventure and then day one opening and like running the business. Mm. So just to get this thing open was like crazy, 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 crazy. So we had... Well, we eventually tracked down two Canadian stonemasons who we flew out. 
Oh, okay, so they came here. Gave us their shopping list, ordered it all from around the world, had it ready, and they built it within two weeks and then flew home. So brick the, by brick. Oh, that's Fitzroy. incredible. I didn't realise that. I had this crazy. I had this vision of a giant box <laughs> yeah. kind of coming off a ship yeah. that you guys went to fetch and drive into the So that was an option. Shop. That was an option. There was a, a replica that they have in North America. Replicas won't do. It won't do. It didn't feel right. It yeah. just didn't feel right. And also was crazy expensive with freight because this thing weighs like 13 mm. tonnes. Describe it for yeah. people who don't know. Like, does this yeah. look like a wood-fired pizza oven? No. So it's a big cube, three, okay. three metres by three metres by three metres. Yeah. It's probably the biggest wood-fired oven in Australia, if you think about it. Um, massive. And it's like metal and there's like, what are you putting it's in like, there to kind of get it, get it firing? So getting, using it daily is simple. Building it was hard. There's like three different types of brick. You've got volcanic brick. You've got like immensely compact sandstone. And then you've got like those balsa bricks. I can't think what they're called, but mm. those classic cement bricks. Um, and then that's all wrapped and tiled. So you don't even see it. You don't, yeah. even, no one even knows what's going on behind that thing. But we actually, Michael had a GoPro and we filmed it. And then he lost it when he was moving house, oh, which is no. really sad because we wanted to share that with everyone. But we've got a few snaps um, of the stages. It's crazy. Do you remember first the first bake you did? Yeah. How did that go? Terrible. <laughs> Actually, the first step before we baked was to um, season the oven and cure it and heat it up. Mm. And we took it too high. We went above 400 degrees and one of the bricks, the very back cracked. Oh, no. We heard, we were sitting around. There was like, we had a little, it was like a little campfire. Yeah. And we just, it took like four hours. We ordered some dinner and just sat there and let it burn. And we heard this massive crack. And we're like, is that wood? What was that? And then we looked around for a bit and then we got the torch in there and we're like, oh my God, that black know, line. Just, it looked like Harry Potter's lightning on his forehead. Oh, the scar. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, it's did we just the, break the oven we before the we oven even and, use it? Yep. That we flew people out to build Before we even use it? And I was like, we survived. We called up the stonemasons the next day. I'm like, is this going to be an issue? He goes, it's okay. Okay. We've got expansion in between it. It's normal for things to move. So does we're, that little crack still exist? Still, it's still, part yeah. of the, okay. So the Harry Potter crack at Marland is still there. Yeah, still there. Let's walk through. We, yeah. You've got you open Fitzroy. You then open several more locations, and we'll get to the newest mm. uh, in a second. Yeah. But I wanted to talk about the process. So, is it still a situation where it's three thirty a.m. in the morning? Mm. Are you still in there? Yeah. So obviously, you we're extricated nearly, yourself from that from well, that part of it. Everyone's better off if I'm out of the operation. Okay. Um. So we we start at five a.m. at the mo- at the moment. Okay. So we've improved processes worked out how to, um, you know, plan the schedule and do things the day before. So it's really quick. In the broadsheet stories, because we've covered you since you opened yeah. and then we've covered each individual opening. Yeah. The first story was that you started at 3.30 a.m. true. By the time we got to the next couple, it was four. So yeah. now you've improved it to five. We're at five um, and we're pushing it yeah. because now that we have more stores, we need to bake more by the time we open. So, mm. um, but we have a solution for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the pro- the process is really simple. We've got great systems. We've literally got our own trademarked, you know, way of cooking bagels. Um, and we've got a great what is that? team. Actually, trademarked? Not trademarked, <laughs> but like we we had to work it all out. Yes. Um, that what works for us. Yeah. Um, because the hardest thing in what we're doing is to create a consistent product when mm. you're doing volume. How do you get something handmade and so labor intensive um, to be 
consistent day in, day out. Right. That's the trick. That's the challenge. Mm. Um, and that's what we want to solve over the next sort of 12 to 24 months. I mean, it's pretty consistent now, isn't it? It is. It's getting better. Yeah. But, you know, we're always wanting to get that extra one or 2%. I mean, I live at that place. So yeah. I feel like they're always pretty, they're pretty predictable in the best possible, in the best possible way. Yeah. When you talk about kind of that process of, you know, they get in and they start baking, I'm assuming then it kind of continues through the day. Yeah. Like so, when, when would that last fire occur? Or? Uh, so we start at five and at the moment we sort of finish up around midday. Okay. So it's a solid seven hours. Where are you baking in Fitzroy? Everything's in Fitzroy. Right. And then you head out to Richmond and mm-hmm. to Brunswick and then now to Hawthorne. Yeah. So we well. have one, uh, one van at the moment and we have our dispatch team and they come in and basically we do multiple drops. So drop one to all the stores, they'll get like, you know, 50 to 100 bagels, mm. drop them all off, come back. We'll have more baked by then. They go back. Can you get Mile End anywhere that's not a Mile End location? You can't. Yeah, I don't no. think so. Um, Is that, has that ever been a consideration? Yeah, in the very I beginning. I bet people have asked. Oh, yeah, we get lots of lots of emails and DMs. Mm. Um, and, you know, it, it would be cool. I think uh, maybe that's something later down the track. I think what's cool is that we have full control over the experience at the moment mm. and that's really important. So what is your, is there one that you have that's a go-to? You've got so many different fillings. Yeah. I love, like, I'm a salmon, yeah. you know, I love a salmon yeah. and tomato yeah. cream cheese gal, but then, Same. you know, if I'm feeling a bit like living on the edge, <laughs> I'll go for the, ch- I mean, me and an old colleague, our old uh, Melbourne editor, when we used to like not be able to decide, we'd kind of halve. Yeah. So we'd get the chicken with yeah. the barbecue sauce, which yeah. is so good. Yeah. Then we get a regular, yeah. you know, the, the, or the classic, I guess, in yeah. the salmon. Yeah. What about you? What's I, your? I still, yeah. I, I've always loved salmon. I love seafood and smoked salmon. I love the avocado and lemon oil with it. That's a good it's one. It's really good. Yeah. Um, but And what kind of topping? <laughs> because I feel like that's The bagel itself? Well, for example, like my partner is a hardcore everything bagel man. Yeah. Yeah. And and wouldn't and just isn't even really interested if that's sold out. Yeah. Whereas I like a little sesame number. Yeah. Uh, I think the people who have voted, everything is definitely the most popular. We two thirds of the bagels we sell and produce are all everything bagels. Okay. Um, but I think And everything bagel, just for again for yeah, those who are yeah. like, what's in the what's in what's the in what's the in the everything bagel? Yeah. Um everything. No. Uh sesame, seeds, poppy seeds, onion, garlic, and some salt and pepper. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty they're pretty good. Yeah, it's just so savoury and crunchy and it satisfies, it goes with everything. It does. Do you know what I mean? Even if you think it doesn't, it really does. It does. does. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the poppy and the sesame go really well with certain fillings. Okay. So I think the salmon and poppy go really well together. Okay. Poppy seed with the salmon is great. Whereas That's a sesame, good little hack. Sesame and chicken salad's great. This is good to know. Yeah. Because I'm not doing that. Or your sweets. So like you put jam or a sweet cream cheese, always with sesame. Okay. Don't be mixing up your everything bagels. I feel like the poppy is the one that gets sometimes left. left. Yeah. 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 I think it's because it's, it's a shame. It's a real shame because I think it's one of the best bagels. Yeah. Why um, is that? So the poppy seeds, uh, they bake different because of the seed. They heat up really hot mm. because, I don't know, they're more maybe more concentrated in the oil in the poppy seed. It, it cooks the whole bagel really well. So you get this really good crunch but it's still really soft on the inside. So it's really pillowy. I'd actually, that would be the, my go-to. Yeah. I just get concerned about I'm going to have a million seeds in my teeth. It's, it's aesthetics. You know what I mean? It's yeah. going to be one of those things where I'm in a meeting in the afternoon and everyone's like, oh, God, yeah. okay, yeah. How, how do we tell her about the poppy seeds in yeah. her teeth? It's a PR risk. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> so tell us about this latest store in, in Hawthorne. Sure. Um, so store number four, I mean, the goal at the moment is to, to get, you know, people... 
people just tell us when they come to our other stores is like, oh, I live over here. I wish you could open up over there. So we know we've got to reach more people in Melbourne. Mm. Um, I mean, I just did that to you before we started just, the interview. Just like, when, when I when are you opening in Paran? I wasn't going to th- mention it, but you did. You accosted <laughs> me. <laughs> um, so we for us, it's logistical. So we have to select areas that are only 20 minutes from base. Why is that? Because... We only have one oven at the moment okay. and there's only so much we can bake in a certain amount of time. So, um, and also we have one van, so we need them, the people driving the trucks to be able to get back in time mm. and then back to the store. So if it's too far, it's just not going to work yet. So um, Hawthorne fits in that? Hawthorne fits. Okay. Yeah. It's within, you know, depending on traffic, it's 15 to 20 minutes away from Fitzroy. It reaches, you know, a very tight, um, great neighborhood. Mm. Um, a very, very rich neighborhood in terms of, you know, history and food and a lot of great businesses have started there, especially on that Glen Ferry Road strip. Yes. Um, and then the other little thing that we love about it is you've got the University of Swinburne there. So yeah. you cover so many demographics and new customers that yeah, we've you've never got a really lot of, interacted with. You've got students, you've got families. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it it's is a, great. Yeah. It's a great area. Yeah. So that was just um, and is a no it brainer. Same as the other stores or different? So I guess it's very different in the terms that we've retrofitted a food truck um, and basically parked it in an abandoned car park that people just did dump rubbish in. But, um, you know, I'm an optimist. I always see the beauty in things. Um, I think people love a place in, a, in an abandoned car park, especially oh, in Melbourne. Definitely. And it's a good way of just getting, you know, never forget where you come from, you yeah. know, like. Um, you know, we're a proper small business. We're mm. we're still bootstrapping this thing, and I think it's nice to let people know that yeah, we're still growing this thing organically, and we're not just dumping in a pile of cash into a fit out. Yes, oh, no. the product is all that matters. Have Have you changed the menu much since you started? I feel like it's, it's it has grown. It's grown but- a little bit, but not really. No, what we've done instead is to improve the quality of everything in the menu. So processes. Um, Essentially, we've got, as well as the bakery team and bakery management, we have the same with kitchen now. So mm. um, kitchen manager and a kitchen team, people that know how to handle food and think about um, processes for freshness. So the um, sam- so things like the salmon and the brisket, for example, yeah. do you make that in-house or you found, a pr- you found a supplier that you love? Yeah, we just have great suppliers. Mm. Um, I think one day the goal is, as we grow, we'd love to take on more of the processes in-house. Yeah. Um, but it's just a matter of resources and time and being able to do that. But um, definitely as we grow, it'd be mm. great to do more of that just so we can offer people our unique experience and have yeah. full control over everything. So you told us you've got a fifth store uh-huh. in the works. Yeah. yeah. And, and and you guys are pretty open about the fact that, you know, you're you're growing. It's not, yeah. you know. Yeah. So can you tell us <laughs> where that's going to be? <laughs> Opening? Well, I mean, um, touch wood, um, we haven't officially put ink to paper and signed off on the lease, but um, it, we want to we complete what we didn't get to back in 2019 and, and be central in the CBD so that people that go to work Monday to Friday, um, tourists, people that live in the city can easily get a bagel. Okay. And a little bit of that mile end, um, I don't know, magic. Is this a 2024 potential open day? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Within the next sort of four months. And then that's not, and again, that's not where you'll stop. That's just no. kind of the next. Yeah. Yeah. 
So right now the goal is to um, maximise our current bakery operation, um, which Shop 5 should do, mm. and then basically that's Chapter 1 completed and then we get to start Chapter 2 okay. and um, sort of get to just redefine what Myland is as a business and offer an experience that hopefully brings, when people come to Melbourne, it's one of the top five places to go visit yeah. on their food bucket list. Well, it's definitely the locals' top five. Mm. And I think those who know Myland, it's not like a once a year scenario. It's probably every week. Yeah. I personally love as well that you've got your locations, but you can get them online. That's right. Which is, and they, they're delivered fast and they're great. Mm. I'm clearly a fan here. Thank you. Uh, before you go, I think I should just ask you to confirm <laughs> or deny or whatever it is uh, that there was a bit of a celebrity sighting recently wearing someone wearing one of your hats. Oh, uh, yes. Who was that for the, um, fa- for the fans at home? Um, let's just say they may or may not have won four ARIA awards last night. So our friend Troy Sivan, who is a local in that in the Northside area, he likes your merch. He does. He does like a hat, and he thankfully likes our hat, and um, obviously the bagels as well. So, is wait, is this, is he a regular at the store? He is. Okay, not just a fly in wearing that merch, but doesn't doesn't buy the bagels. He's a no, no, he's no. a loyalist. He's done his research. Okay, he only supports brands that he believes in. Okay, well, good. Well, thanks so much for coming in, Ben. That's it for today. If you're enjoying the podcast, tell your friends and leave us a review. And to make sure you don't miss any episodes, subscribe or follow us wherever you're listening now. You can find new episodes in your feed every Monday, Wednesday and Friday morning. Listener.